Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Drink KC. I'm Roxy. And I'm Corey. And today we are in the second episode of our West Bottoms round. Three episodes where we're talking about places down in West Bottoms. So today, fittingly, is West Bottoms Whiskey Co. That's right. We took a tour there last weekend and we're going to tell you a little bit about it. So they are a brand new place. They've only been open about a month. Their phrase is Whiskey Neat. Whiskey dot 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 neat. Ah, see, you had me going. I was just like, their phrase is just the way you should drink their whiskey. Yes. Weird. Also that it's quite neat because it's, I mean, they can't say whiskey spiffy because that sounds a little weird. So we talked a little bit about the West Bottoms area of Kansas City last week when we were talking about Stockyards Brewing Company. Uh, So the West Bottoms is like a super historic area of Kansas City um, back in the day, late 1800s. It was an industrial hub, had railroads running through there. There were cattle moving, lots of um, manufacturing stuff going on down there. In last week's episode, we talked about Stockyards Brewing, which is located in the Livestock Exchange Building. The West Bottoms Whiskey Co. is part of the building where they used to manufacture tractors in the West Bottoms. The building specifically for West Bottoms Whiskey Co. was actually the train line in and out that would deliver parts to the tractor manufacturer. So when you go in, it's got these super high vaulted ceilings, despite being a very narrow building, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, because they would basically pull in, drop the stuff off, and pull through to get back to the railroad. Right. So speaking of the, the space, um, it is a really small little place. It feels like a hole in the wall, but that's kind of what makes it cool. It seems like what they're going for. Yes. And it's got uh, kind of a loft area where you can go and lounge and and drink your cocktails and try the whiskey. Uh, In the first floor, there's a little bar and there's also the area where they just, that's where they make the whiskey. They have a 10 gallon still named Hephaestus, which is named after the Greek god of fire and metalworking. Here's how you know that I was not quite sober enough when we were on the tour because I didn't remember that was the name of the still. I might have had to look that up after. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So we took the tour last weekend, and it's more of a guided tasting. The whole operation takes place in this one room, essentially. But it was really cool. You get to talk to the founder and master distiller, Alex Lindsay, and you get to hear him talk about his product, which is really cool. A lot of these other places, when you go on tours, it's just someone who works there or like a manager or something. To actually get the tour from the distiller and kind of hear the passion for it was, I think, really neat. And it helped that we brought a friend of ours who's a brewer and got to pin him down on some questions he probably doesn't get asked very often. (laughs) You bring a grain scientist to a, a whiskey tasting and it gets real interesting. It gets real interesting as long as you're willing to hear big words that you don't know what they mean. Yes, but after a few drinks, every word is a big word that I don't know what it means. My favorite part of that specific thing was when John asked him what kind of wheat they use. And he was actually paused for a minute and he was like, "Is does this guy know too much? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it, it's got to be a little sketchy when like somebody's coming in and like asking really pointed 
recipe related questions and john was just like interested in it because he's a grain scientist he's literally going to school for it but it's got to be a little bit like we're a small operation and we just kind of started why are you asking about how i make this like on a really (laughs) detailed level yeah so but alex if you're listening we promised john is just very interested in this and he will not steal your recipe (laughs) we'll just buy more of your whiskey yeah like we did to record this yes we figured it was only fitting so Alex Lindsay, uh, he began homebrewing about eight years ago, and he was homebrewing for six months-ish and then started to distill. And he really wanted to do whiskey, and he really wanted to do wheat whiskey, which we're going to talk a, a little bit more about here in a little bit. But he, he put it as like, he took it as a compliment when women who don't like whiskey, because let's be honest, whiskey's not exactly like a stereotypical female spirit. But he took it as a compliment when women were like, wow, I don't like whiskey, but I like your whiskey. Whiskey has the the traditional manly man allure. And I don't think that's necessarily even true from people I know. But it's just the look of it and the feel of it. Feels like an Old West drink. Yes. We took the tour. And like I had mentioned a little briefly earlier, calling it a tour is a little generous. It's more of a meet and greet. You get to sit with with Alex and talk about his whiskey. And but it's get... cool to, to actually have a meet and greet. Yeah, and it was awesome. I'm not trying to downplay it. And on top of that, you get a tasting of their bottled whiskey. They only sell one bottled whiskey. And then a small batch that he'd been working on as well. So what's really unique about their whiskey is this is a rye blended whiskey. It's one-to-one rye and bourbon. So their flagship whiskey is Kansas City Whiskey. What's really cool about it is it follows the pre-prohibition practice of rectification. So had to look that up. Uh, I think he mentioned it, but I was like a few whiskeys deep at that point. So I had to relook it up. But rectification is basically before prohibition, distillers were taxed on how much whiskey went into a barrel. So depending on how much you know about whiskey, um, any kind of aged spirit in a barrel Uh, after a certain amount of time, it's going to evaporate within that barrel. So basically distillers wanted to sell that whiskey earlier on. So there was more of it left and they were, you know, making more money in comparison to the money they were taxed on. But new whiskey, like young whiskey is really strong and really intense flavor. So they would put a little bit of sherry in the blend to soften that and make it actually drinkable. (laughs) So to where it wasn't like so strong you're like oh god yeah so they're trying to make a quality whiskey without aging it as long as you would typically think of a quality whiskey to ensure they didn't lose a bunch from the angel share and the devil's cut yes angel share is the evaporation and the devil's cut is the whiskey that gets soaked into the barrel right yeah okay So they put um, less than 2% of their blend is 15-year-old Oloroso Sherry. So it gives it like a little bit of sweetness. But yeah, that's what rectification is, which I thought was really neat. And that's like something that really took hold in Kansas City. So that's why this is like very traditional, true to the Kansas City spirit. And on top of that, you also get to try his small batch wheat whiskey that he has made. We were kind of amazed by how good this tastes and how smooth it is for being 94 proof, which is rather high for an off-the-shelf whiskey. The Kansas City whiskey. You're right. The wheat whiskey small batch is 120 proof. It is also very smooth. You can tell that it'll put hair on your chest, 
But it is incredible how much flavor and how approachable it is for being that strong. It's spicy. It's got that burn, but it's still drinkable. I mean, it's something you want to drink when it's cold outside, I think. Yeah. And it's very dry. Mm-hmm. Most whiskeys that, especially if you're not super familiar and super deep into whiskey, you probably try bourbon, which is really sweet. This is not sweet. It was smoky and it had those spice notes and it was really interesting. It was awesome. I think those were the ones that were in the one gallon barrels. Yeah. They had a stack of one gallon barrels on a shelf. So one of the things he, um, Alex said he wants to do is he wants to do more of these one gallon barrels and do these uh, small batches that get released quarterly that are like different blends. Because when you're in a smaller barrel, there's more surface area to whiskey ratio, so they age faster. Right. The age, I don't think they can say that on an age statement. Yeah, it doesn't technically age it faster. I mean, time is time. But it's uh, it develops faster. Right. So uh, as far as their cocktail list, I mean, obviously their phrase is whiskey neat, which is just whiskey all on its own. But they do have a small cocktail list available and they they're all whiskey. All, they're only whiskey cocktails right now. I don't I think they said they're really going to just keep focusing on the whiskey. I think they only want to make whiskey and they only want to serve whiskey. I mean they're staying true to their name. That's true. It's not the West Bottoms whiskey and some other stuff come. <laughs> so if we hadn't mentioned it before. Their their theme, their brand, it's it's sort of this steampunk prohibition old old fashioned meets technology. And they've kind of talked about that. They want to take like the old fashioned way of doing things with you know, the better ways of creating stuff today using modern technology to bring those things to life. Right. And in that vein, what drink did you get while we were there? <laughs> so the, I feel like this is going backwards in that they took a modern phrase and made it old timey. Um, but so the cocktail that I got was the Derriere Telegram, a.k.a. Booty Call, <laughs> which just I had to order simply because of the name. <laughs> And it had whiskey and champagne, I believe. Yeah. And it was really good. And then they're really trying to make the best old-fashioned in Kansas City, like, a phrase. They're striving for an old-fashioned so good, it's legally called the best old-fashioned in Kansas City. Yes, they want a trademark it. It literally, on their website, has it in quotes with a trademark. And on the, on the menu itself, it is also that. And... It was. It was the best old-fashioned I'd ever had. Corey, why uh, don't you tell us about the worst old-fashioned you've ever had? So, we were at a bar that you probably shouldn't order anything beyond whiskey and soda or a beer. And we thought it'd be fun to kind of push each other. We weren't big into fancier drinking at the time. We weren't big into cocktails. And it was like, well, you should get some cocktail that you've never had before. I'm like, I've heard of an old-fashioned. I'll order one of those. So the waitress comes over. We order an old-fashioned. They have no idea what that is. They proceed to look it up. And we're sitting at the bar, so I guess it wasn't the waitress. It was the bartender. (laughs) Forgive me. We proceed to watch the bartender get on her phone and look it up. You know, I think it's worse to have to look up a recipe and And still screw it up. Like, if you think you know how to make it. And then just don't, then that's bad. And I think she sort of thought she knew, and I don't know. It was bad. Well, 
something was definitely lost, whether it was the bartender, the recipe, or both. Because what I was served was fruit cocktail with whiskey on it. And it wasn't muddled together. They weren't bitters. They were just an orange wedge and a couple cherries at the bottom of a glass. It was so bad that, like, I was giving him crap for not finishing his drink. I was like, Corey, your your drink is, you know, still half full. And he shakes it. And it's all solids. <laughs> it's all, like, mushed fruit cocktails. Like, oh, no. And so, if there's a moral to that story, it's don't let your first experience of anything turn you off of trying it again. Because the old-fashioned you can get at West Bottoms Whiskey Co., is actually really, really good. Yes. Go to West Bottoms Whiskey Co. Give it another try. If you go there and get that one and don't like it, then old fashions just aren't for you. True. So now that we've told you about their old fashioned, let's tell you about the whiskey in the old fashioned. We've got a bottle right here. We've poured ourselves some whiskey neat and we're going to give it a try. This is a rye bourbon blend, yes. Yes, it is basically 50-50 rye and bourbon. So the whiskey flavor is a lot more forward. Okay. But it should have that hint of sweetness from the sherry. It's so smooth. It is. You might think it was a lower proof than even regular whiskey. It's funny to me, too, because to me, it doesn't taste like lower proof. You can taste the alcohol in it. It's almost just like delivered in such a way with other flavors that it doesn't hurt. They've made a flavor profile that complements alcohol. Yeah. Weird to try to explain, but it's really good. Oh, man. This might be my favorite just sipping whiskey. It's on the nose. It's like very bready. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it smells like a, a well, fresh... Well, it's rye. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it smells like a fresh-baked pumpernickel. It's like... The exact right amount of sweetness, too, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is really hard to hit. Tell me if I'm crazy, but... You're crazy. The sweetness. I taste banana. Kind of? Yeah. Yeah, it's that sort of starchy sweetness. Yeah, so when I think sweet, and bourbon especially, it's like a candy vanilla-y sweet. This is like a very neutral sweet like a banana, like a starchy fruit. And that's why I think I like this so much, is that it's got a sweetness, but it doesn't feel like it's trying to fight me. And we're not, like, whiskey-tasting experts. We're, we're not whiskey sommeliers, but we would like to be. We're working on it. We just keep drinking whiskey and hoping it happens. Yeah. I believe, from what I read, this whiskey is aged in white oak barrels, which we've talked about with Casey Wineworks as well, White oak kind of lends this vanilla-y flavor. And I do get that in this, but it's kind of on the back end. You're not getting that, like, cookie sweetness that you get from, like, a sweet plus vanilla. It's like if someone used vanilla in just a bread recipe. Mm -hmm. And then the rye and, I believe, the sherry kind of gives it a more smoky Mm -hmm. And it's definitely got, like, a, a spiciness to it. So, now that we have tasted it, why don't we tell them where they could taste it? And maybe get a meet and greet with Alex. 
Yeah, so their tours are available on Saturdays, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. right now, and they're $15 a person. Uh, If you want to just go and hang out at the place, get some whiskey, get a cocktail, they're open Fridays, 6 p.m. to 12 a.m., and Saturdays, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. They're also open for reservations, I believe, from 6 p.m. to 12 a.m., but keep an eye on their Facebook, on their website, because I'm sure those things will be changing kind of as we get into the spring and maybe they can do some stuff outside and open up a little bit more and while you're keeping an eye on their websites you can also check out our social medias on twitter at drink kansas city and then on instagram at drink.kc if you have a place that you want us to check out we're doing breweries wineries and distilleries we're covering all the drinkeries in kansas city so if there's a place you really love let us know where you want us to cover and we will go get a drink there And make sure to check out next week where we complete our West Bottoms round with Amagoni Winery, which is also down there. So until next time, I'm Corey. I'm Roxy. And we're your local amateur alcohol aficionados. And no matter what you're drinking, make sure you drink KC. See you next time.